You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy, and you are listening to the podcast that covers all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and, of course, Star Wars. That's right. This is The D-Cast. This week, we have us begging for gear again. Also, a special announcement for Avengers Endgame. We have a contest. You may be able to go see that movie for free. Also, this week in Disney history, questions from you, the Disney community, surviving Disneyland, the lesser-known Disney films. Also, in Andy's toy chest, we're talking Pixar Spark Shorts, Disney Star Wars shows on the Disney Plus streaming service the coming this summer. Also, Captain Marvel, that and much more on this week's episode of... Uh, welcome everybody, my name is Andy, and with me, as always, is the the Han and Chewy to my Millennium Falcon, we have Chris Brown, Chris and Sean Williams. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Sorry. How are you? Doing great. Dude, I was the Chewy of the two of us. Fair enough. I've been called Chewy a lot by my daughter, She's like, you're hairy like Chewbacca. That's a compliment. Instagram. And as always, guys, we are streaming this best we can live on Instagram. So if you're listening right now, you, can, um, you can't watch it live because you're this is a podcast. But every Wednesday night around 7.30, we go ahead and start the stream. You guys can watch. You can engage. You can have fun. All kinds of stuff like that. <clears throat> First off, we need gear. Yes. Yes. We have $300 in our GoFundMe account. Yes. Uh, we're pretty close to getting what we need, but we need your help, and uh, we will give you a shout-out on the air if you help us out. Uh, why do we need gear, Chris? We need gear so we can sound better for you guys. Yes, we're, we're doing better. We're doing better. Yes, yes. Um, but it gives us more flexibility and, mm-hmm. and allows us to put out a more quality product, which you guys deserve. Yes, everyone deserves to have... Yeah. Equal- Anyway, I've talked about this before. Everyone's like, oh, but Andy, it was good before. But that's because I had one mic that go, went, went into my computer and then all that fun stuff. But when you got more than one people, more than one people, more than one person in the same place, <clears throat> excuse me, more than one person in the same place, it's hard to do that because you only plug one mic into your laptop. So our donors, I just want to shout you out. So we have uh, Shirley, uh, Mitchell Malat, I know Mitchell, uh, Zach, uh, the, the Chris Brown, the Chris Brown. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Chris Brown. Yes, Chris Brown. Uh, Mary Fitzsimmons, Ronnie, and Zach again. Thank you for giving. We've got $300. Uh, we're trying to raise $900 to get the gear and then get a good table and just everything set, ready to go. So if you can give, go to the decast.net. The link is there, the decast.net. All of our links for everything is there, so make sure you check that out. And next up, we have a very important announcement from, from Han Solo himself. Do you want to go back to Skyler? No. No, yes, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not looking at it. I'm just thinking in my head. I want to wish a very happy birthday to my former co-host here on the DCast, Skylar Schuler. It's his birthday this week, and we want to tell you happy birthday. And also, thedizinsider.com is launching their own podcast. They're recording this Sunday. I'm not sure when it's coming out, but they are recording a podcast, so uh, good luck, guys. And if you don't know, go to thedizinsider.com for all the up-to-date 
information about Disney movie news. You do not want to miss it, so make sure you check it out, thedizinsider.com. And their podcast coming out pretty soon. And Skylar's just, like, super well-connected in the Disney community, and he knows things that, like, even, like, people at Entertainment Weekly don't know. Like, he breaks stories before The Hollywood Reporter does because – he, and he's still, I, I, he was, we hosted this show together for a year and a half and he still didn't tell me what his sources were. He just knew them right. and then he'd be right. And it was annoying, but happy birthday. This is your birthday song. It isn't very long. Hey, there we go. Yes, so <laughs> with that said, birthdays, um, end game. That's not a good segue. It's not a good segue. No. That's all right. Uh, Avengers end game's coming out in April, I believe. And, uh, apparently Thanos is, um, in trouble. He's in trouble. He's yeah. in trouble. Uh, but but we, have, we have a contest for those of you who may want to see this motion picture. Sean, what do we have? Absolutely. What we're going to do is we here at the DCAS would like to send you and three of your friends to see the end game when it comes out. So here's it's really easy to sign up. All you got to do is go on our Facebook page, which is the DCAST, or our Instagram page, which is uh, the underscore DCAST. Uh, like the page. Like the post, tag three friends that you would take with you and put a little comment in there of why you like Disney, why you like Marvel, why you like us that the decast, whatever. And then on March 13th, we'll go ahead and draw and we'll give you four tickets to wherever you are in the country to go see the end game. We'll set you up with tickets and we'll hook you up. And absolutely. if you want to know where to go on any of those socials, just go to the decast.net. Right. We have there uh link to our instagram account and we also have a link to our facebook and our twitter if you're so inclined but this does not involve twitter because twitter is just you know crazy so you go to the decast.net you go to our instagram and follow and then like which post <coughs> the, we'll make up i'll do a post up tonight or tomorrow morning we'll get like a post, the post out like share the post, the post tag three friends in it that you would take with you all right and we'll have all those rules in the description of this show so make sure you check that out and uh well, yeah, then. you can go to Endgame for free in your local theater. Only big, the only thing is you have to be in the United States, right? And you have to be two D showing, right? So that is yeah. the big thing because uh, we're not we're not paying for your IMAX, okay? <laughs> Sorry, or your Cinemark <coughs> Super. It has to be a standard two D showing, right? All right, with good luck. Good luck. Uh, uh, g- 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 am I eligible? Um, we're gonna go see it anyway. I think, aren't we? But I'm gonna see it for free. I want you to pay for it. <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll have to see. <laughs> okay. No, uh, I'm not eligible. With <laughs> that, we have our weekly <clears throat> segment called This Week in Disney History. Chris, what do we have this week in Disney History? This week in history, uh, February 20th, <laughs> in 1971, The Aristocats Everybody is released. Yes. Which is fantastic. It was the 20th. Uh, motion picture um, to be released. It's a great movie. Great movie. Very good. Uh, uh, a mere 14 years later, AT&T announces the launch of the Indiana Jones Adventure. Indiana like, Jones uh, at, at Disneyland? Yeah. yeah. Or uh, Disney World? Disney World. Oh. That's the one, that, but that one's featured in Full House. Correct. <clears throat> and this is all things Disney, not just all things Disneyland. But Disneyland's but better. Disneyland's closer. Well, it's, it's a small way, world after all. Yeah, Disneyland's way better. Also yes. in 2002, <laughs> there is a brand new tombstone placed in the graveyard at the entrance of Haunted Mansion. It reads, Dear sweet Leota, beloved by all in regions beyond now, but having a ball. That's yeah, a little, it's who is, a little dramatic. Who yeah, she's, the, um, she's the head. floating head. Yes, she is. 
Of course, there's a whole backstory to her. That is magnificent. Uh, actually, someone did a whole bunch of... It's it's a different scene that she's featured in <clears throat> in Orlando. Um, but there is a tombstone with her writing on it. So that was Disney history. This today. week in Disney history. If you know of any Disney history, let us know. Hit us up. Go to decast.net. You can find us on all our socials and uh, all that fun stuff. Also... What do we have next? Oh, I'll tell you what we have next. Questions from you, the Disney community. Chris also has a bunch of questions for us. And we're just going to discuss amongst ourselves these, these questions. And don't worry, guys. When you get us more gear, we'll have, like, musical transitions going on. Like, But we can't because we don't have the gear. It's coming, so, though. It's coming. I had some friends who uh, didn't list them online but came up to me or talked to me, and I didn't realize they were even listeners. So uh, uh, thank you, James, John, Katie, Joseph and Joey. Two different people, Joseph okay. and Joey. Thank, Thank you. you. So rapid fire questions, I figure what we'll do is I'll I'll ask. I'll ask. I can answer first if you guys like, gives you time to get your answers together. Okay, okay. So okay. question number one. Pick three Marvel movies that sum up the last decade. If you were to tell someone, hey, these are the three movies you should watch that gives you a good head start. Of course, we're not going to count Infinity War. Oh. Why not? Because. <laughs> because it's a lead up to Infinity War. <clears throat> My choices were the first Iron Man, right. the first Avengers, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh. That Infinity War, that really throws things off. I know, but I have okay. to throw you off. All right, I'm going to say Iron Man. Not Iron Man 2, that movie was awful. Um not Hulk either. It's going to be Iron Man 1, for sure. Sure. Uh, and then I think you have to do Avengers and then Civil War. It's a great one. Civil War is an awesome one. I agree with Andy. I think the, the same three, Iron Man, Civil War, and then also the Avengers. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. For sure. Yeah. All right. But they're all interconnected, man. <laughs> they are. I know. You know. Like the most obscure. Like the, What's funny about the, the, the this, this series of Avengers movies is the most obscure characters, the two most obscure characters, Ant-Man and Doctor Strange, are pivotal... To this entire story, and like, because Doctor Strange saw the vision, where he says, "We're in the end game now, Tony," and he like lets everything happen because he saw the future, and like he could have easily stopped things, and yeah, he, he, like he couldn't use one of those little poles and put Thanos in, like falling forever, like he did with Loki, anyways. And Loki's not dead. I'm, I'm convinced of that. <laughs> Loki's not dead. Well, he's the man. Yeah, I mean, he, lo- he looked pretty. Dead. Loki's King of Illusions. I'm convinced. <laughs> Another thing that Hulk on Earth is actually Loki. And that the real Hulk is with the other Asgardians, with um, the, well, what's her face? Um, the other Asgard, Korg and. Uh, oh, and, and Sid, or and, Sith, uh, Sif, and uh, um, uh, the, Valkyrie. Valkyrie, yes, I'm convinced. Anyway, so next question. Uh, next question. This one's a little bit harder. Well, it's a two parter. This is a twofer. What is your favorite Pixar movie and why? And counter. What is your least favorite Pixar movie? And why? Favorite Pixar movie. We'll let John go first. I'm not going to go first. You go first. Fine, I'll go first. <laughs> uh, my favorite Pixar movie is The Incredibles. Reason being, it's the Fantastic Four movie we've never been able to have. <laughs> and they were able to do it. And a sequel. And a sequel. We did get a sequel <clears throat> out of it, but I'm talking about the original. Uh, it's all the core values of family, of growing up, of, of love, 
you know, experiment. What happens if you keep secrets from your wife? Uh, <laughs> you get the fantastic exchange from Frozone and his wife. It's uh, it's magnificent. I've, it's the one I've watched the most out of all of them. Okay. And it's the one I, I love the most because it's the most like a comic book movie. It is a comic book movie. Yeah, exactly. So, and... Well, there should be seven of those. There should be an incredible cinematic universe. <sighs> Please. Literally, the Pixar one. My least favorite Pixar movie is Cars. I could have chosen Cars 2, but that's too easy in my opinion. What? I'm not a big fan of Cars. What? Cars I don't is... I don't like the storyline, and I absolutely can't stand it. But Radiator me. Springs at Disneyland, I know, man. and that must be awesome. And I'm not a fan of Larry the Cable Guy. Good, no one is. Well, yeah. maybe not. You've never seen Cars Land, have you? No, I haven't. I'll change your mind. But I would, I would be willing to go. I, I, I had to pick one. That right. was the one that I picked. Um, it's the one that I was the least impressed with out of all of them. And don't get me wrong, that's like picking your least favorite child. So it, I would say it would be Cars. Okay. Well, mine's pretty easy. Okay. So first up, Wally, by far. I mean, there's no there's no dialogue in the first 11 minutes. That's it's so just... Good. Up would be a close second, but but Wally is just it's so it's Wally. Yes, yes, you're right. There's just something about that film and the way they integrate also like live action into it with you know and the old music. And they play that same song inside of Main Street, but with like the new timey. I love it. So, uh, Cars Two, that movie is pointless. It is awful, and it is it is it is Larry the Cable Guy. And I was so mad. I did a video of. getting ready for Cars 3 in preparation for Cars 3 and I said if I see Larry Cable Guy in the first you know 10 seconds of Cars 3 I'm gonna literally scream and walk out of the theater and first frame of Cars 3 was Larry the Cable Guy and I was seriously about to but then we didn't see him much after that so <laughs> anyway so that's mine Sean what do we have I, my favorite I would say would be Toy Story uh, classic I just love it because it's like everything like when you were a kid like, oh, yeah. like the Slinky Dog and the Mr. Potato and all this. Like, oh, I remember all that stuff. And then it was just put together well and just a great, fun movie. And then they made it, you know, three so far and one more coming. Again, I agree with you. Cars 2, just, you know, why? <laughs> if uh, Cars 3 was good. I yeah, Cars I thought 3 Cars 3 was really good. Like, you got to... I gotta change your mind on cars. That's such a good movie. Cars. I mean, it's, it's so good. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be willing to watch it again. Okay. And it's pivotal to... Wait for it. The Pixar Theory. The Pixar Theory. <laughs> Google the Pixar Theory. Dun, dun, dun. We need to get John Agroni on here. We're going to talk about the Pixar Theory like in double. I want to get John Agroni and John Carlin on here, and we'll just have a great like 20-minute discussion on what it is, and they can debate. Because they have different theories within the Pixar it. Theory. So, yeah. I like the Pixar Theory if you haven't already. All right, next question. Next question. If you could turn a Disney or a Pixar <clears throat> movie into a live-action what would be the next one you would do? Like, what would be your next oh. movie that goes live action? Disney or Pixar? I don't think Pixar would ever do that. But it's the what if. It is a what if. Mm. It's the world we live in. I would say... Well, my favorite... I don't want to ruin that, though. <laughs> yeah, see, this is the problem I have. Mm. Which one do I think... Can I say Steamboat Willie? No. Um... <laughs> Like a four-minute movie. <laughs> <laughs> Steamboat Willie. No. Um, gosh, what a question. What a question. I'll answer while you think about Go it. Go for yeah. it. I say Snow White. Because I think it would just it would just be it would just be a different 
look on a movie, you know, with the dwarfs and everything. And I just think it'd be cool to see how they could do that. And also, that was one of the very first, you know, the very first. That was the first animated yeah. movie. I think it'd be great to see it live, just to yeah. see how it would the contrast in it. Mm. It's a great. It's a great one. Thank I, you. I chose Up. Uh, oh, man. It would be depressing. <laughs> it would be depressing, but I thought with a strong cast and you could use the floating house as a metaphor for so many things in the right in the hands of a really good, talented director. It'd be fun mm-hmm. to cast that I mean, movie. it could be like It'd be fun to cast that. Yeah, movie. it would be very fun. <laughs> very, very fun. Okay, mine's gonna be uh, a little off a little off your Fox and the Hound. Ooh, Fox and the Hound. That would be good. That's a good movie, too. That's a good movie. That's a very good movie. And then just to do that live action like they did with The Jungle Book and they're doing right now with The Lion King, I think it could be epic. And then all the tears, all the feels. Yeah, for sure. Pinocchio is my favorite live action one and they're already planning on doing it and I don't want them to because... I, I'm against saying they're going to ruin my childhood, but I'm afraid they're going to ruin my childhood. <laughs> and it's been semi done before. Robert uh, Benini, I believe, the guy who yeah. is beautiful. Yeah, they, they did, did a, a version. A, a of version, Pinocchio. not but not the not a. Uh, it's an official, like, an official like Disney. Yeah, it, it was the actual like Italian version that was where the you know Pinocchio like smashes Jimmy the Cricket. Like, right. Yeah, it's the book. The yeah. book Pinocchio. The book is very dark. So <laughs> grim. Ooh, Grim. Yeah. Disney's doing Grim stuff right now, rumors are. Yeah. Well, According to the DisneyInsider.com. Well, it would have been awesome to have the show Grim on the air since it's filmed in Portland. Yes. I know a lot of people who work on that show. So, you're going to make the next Star Wars trilogy. Oh, jeez. You're going to sign one director to do all three movies. Mm, Who's your director? My director. You're going to trust his vision. It doesn't have to be necessarily canon, but that's fine. But you want to trust a director with your next three. You're not gonna. We're not gonna switch directors up. We're gonna get the same core cast, and we're gonna film it like they did Lord of the Rings. We're gonna do three movies, ten years, nine years. How long it took them to film it? We're gonna release them like that. Who's okay. your director? Avery Duvernay. Oh, bye. Um, she is an amazing director. I think she would put a twist in a perspective that's never been done with Star Wars before. Um, Wrinkle in Time was was a was script problems, not a directing problem. Sure. sure. And she, I, I know for a fact, she loves that story and those stories. And I think it would just be a really cool perspective. Have a woman of color directing a Star Wars That'd film. That would be awesome. Yeah. So, Avery Renee is, I mean, she's just genius from, as a documentarian, as a filmmaker, as a producer. I mean, she's, I mean, she's been in Hollywood for so long and wor- she just, you know, worked her way up. And sure. is one of the prime directors out there. So, Avery Renee. Great choice. I don't know a lot of directors, so I pick Ron Howard. But, uh, okay. He did a good job with the oh, solo. I, I enjoyed solo. I, I right. enjoyed, especially the last like hour Howard. solo. Yeah, I keep thinking of Opie, though. He is Opie. Opie. <laughs> <laughs> My choice is Guillermo del Toro. Ooh. His use of colors and his brain, the way it works. I mean, it would it would be a non-canon version. I believe he works better when he has yeah. his own blank canvas to paint on. Same with Joss Whedon. Yeah. That's, I think that's the big problem. Is Marvel well. broke Joss Whedon. Yeah, I think Whedon wants to do his own creation he would have been one of my because i just don't like the the banner would have been a little too witty and i, want, I would like something a little bit serious and mm-hmm. even though del toro because of hellboy and hellboy 2 he can do that sort of comedy i just i love the darkness of his films yeah and i think he could do something like shadows of the empire something oh something like that or, or, or tron or, or not tron uh, one thing Emperor, I've, or, I've always wanted to know is that gap between empire and jedi when luke goes 
towards the dark, and he gets a lot more powerful because all of a sudden he's got full control of his abilities. Yeah. There was a comic book that bridged the gap where he literally crushes an AT-AT with his hand, like just with the force, and I would love a director to tackle that part that's missing where we see him expand his power, and I think a three... What about an Admiral Thrawn trilogy? I... I would literally watch anything. I mean, I've, I already have. So I watched the Ewok Christmas special. I've seen, I mean. Ewok, Ewok Christmas? Or the Ewok uh, Adventure. Yeah, Ewok Adventure. They played on Disney Channel for years. Yeah. I'm like, oh, new Star Wars movies. And they're horrible. And the Star Wars Christmas special, which is Which is terrible. awkward. Yeah, yeah. Very. Yeah. The, 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 the chewy scenes. Moving on, this is a family show. Okay, so question number five. Uh, Question number five. Best love song in a Disney movie? Oh, I was playing it when I came in. Phil Phil Collins. Can you feel the love? Elton John. 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 Wait, why did I say Phil Collins? Were you thinking of You'll Be In My Heart? You'll Be... Yeah, I was thinking of that. But <laughs> is that the it, one you want? No, it, no, no. I want, can you feel the love tonight? Can you feel the love tonight? That's what, Tim Rice, right? Yeah. And, uh, it's a good one. Yes. Very good one. Yes. You took mine, but I would say Beauty and the Beast. I just like that song. Yes. Well. Make it Beauty, yeah, quality. it's a great song. Uh, mine's a little out of left field, but it's one I've Shot always, him. always loved because it's not traditionally a love song. It's Meg's I Won't Say I'm In Love from Hercules. It's sarcastic. It's... Powerful. She figures it out at the end that she really is in love, and that's <clears> the beauty of it. But n- because not all love is hearts and flowers, not all not, not all love is prince and princesses. Sometimes it's someone going, "Fine, <laughs> I'll say it. I love you." Okay, Hercules, or you mean Hercules? There you go. There it is. So. Those are the five questions, and I know Sean, you had one. Correct? I had one that was off. We got off Instagram, and it was from Bera and Amelia. Hello. She says, "What's your opinion?" I'm assuming it's. A, What's your opinion on the new Aladdin? More specifically, Will Smith in the new trailer. You are the best. No, you're the best. You're the best. Thank you very much. You're the best. Um, Aladdin in the trailer. I am. We've talked about last week. Right. We did a little bit. I am hesitant, hesitantly excited. Right. I think there's a lot more work that needs to be done with the CGI, with with the, the rendering of the computer uh, generated graphics for Will Smith. Um, no, no one's going to be 100 percent happy because Robin Williams made that character. Right. He also made popular casting popular actors and comedians for animated films. So, no one's going to be happy, but I'm hopeful. That's my opinion. I agree. I think the same thing, there's that optimism. uh, Gosh, I hope they just, they don't do the... Please nail this. Please nail this. Please, please do Don't ruin my childhood. And then the question about Will Smith, I don't think we've seen enough yet to to, to really have a... But so far, eh, I'm I'm not a huge fan, but... Will Smith is great too, so I yeah, don't Will see. I don't see him not like not doing a good job with him, not making it his own, but not hopefully not taking it too far away from Robin Williams because he can't do that. Because I'm worried from the trailer, right? Obviously, but there have been trailers that have worried me before, and ended up being fine. And the better <clears> trailers that I could have sworn this is gonna be the greatest movie of all time, and all the good scenes were in the trailer. Um, having said that. I'm a little with you and a little not because I'm hoping 
that the genie is 100% Will Smith. Um, because he has his own style of humor. He's not one to do a ton of voices. He's not one to do the manic thing of, like Robin was known for. But he's got a very sarcastic, mm-hmm. um, almost overconfident comedy tone to himself that could really, really resonate and play well with a genie. Um, so I hope, I hope that they don't try to make him a manic voice changing, lovable goofball. Right. That's I, not Will Smith. That's not Will Smith. No. Nope. So. Well, that's our questions. If you guys have questions for us, be sure to go to the Instagrams and Twitters. Go to our social medias. Go to the decast.net. Find it and ask us questions, and we will answer them. Also, um, while we're on streaming live on Instagram, you can just like say, "Hey," and ask us questions. Like right now, any questions? Hey. Um, no, no questions. Okay, thanks, Instagram. Uh, next up, we have Surviving Disneyland. <laughs> Theme music, man. Yeah. Like, 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 I'm talking over it, talking over it, so we don't get. And there no, we no, go. No, no. Well, that was a great segue for that yes. because what I want to talk about this week was all the refurbishments that are going on in the parks down there. Um, obviously, everyone is getting ready. Every they're getting ready for Star Wars in, in every way possible. They've they've taken out they've taken out benches and put them inside of restaurants and they've widened places. They've talked about taking out other things just to make more room for people to get around there. So what I'm going to go through pretty quickly is just what's being re- what's closed right now, what's being worked on, what they're, I don't know what they're doing on them, but first one's the Astro Orbiter in Tomorrowland. Um, it closed on the 7th of January and they don't know when it's going to be open back up. I know right now that it is completely torn apart. All the rockets are off of it and you can barely see it. So sad. You can't see, there's just a big wall around it. Um, <clears throat> the Phantasmic uh, was shut down on January 22nd. And it will be coming back on March 8th. Um, that's just their normal yearly refurbishment they go through. They redo yeah. everything. And, and con- to coincide with that is the sailing ship Columbia is, is down for the same amount of time. It's going to be down since January 22nd, but back 3-8 as well. Obviously, if, when they bring the show back, they need that for the show. You've seen, have you seen both Fantasmics? I have not seen the most recent. Have you seen a video of it at least? I've or? seen the video. What do you think of it compared to Peter Pan? I love Pan? it. The, compared to Peter Pan? Mm, I miss Peter Pan. You miss Peter Pan. I, but it's good. I'll tell you in person, the Jack Sparrow stuff is amazing. It's absolutely what they've done, and they all look like skeletons, and it's absolutely crazy. If you're there, see it. Uh, this one here, the mint julep bar is closed. They're obviously doing some refurbishment on that. Mint juleps are the best. <laughs> There's an awkward pause there. Those are listening to the podcast. I'm just, I just got looking at Andy's face. So. Hi. Um, on February 25th, Space Mountain's going down till uh, mm-hmm. March 15th. Uh, it's probably part of the reason is that is because of what happened there a few weeks ago when the gentleman jumped off the ride in the middle of it. There's so many problems with OSHA. Yeah. And people I know it was, sh- it was shut stuff. down for a few days when they did that, but they're probably going to go through and figure out a way to keep people restrained in the, in the ride. They're going to let you down. Yeah. Then uh, Indiana Jones will be going down uh, March 19th to March 22nd just for a couple of days if I just run through it. Is that just me or does that ride always break down? It does. It breaks down a lot. Last time we were there was the first time we've ever been on it when it actually broke down. It broke down when he was hanging over us. The, the, uh, yeah. The, the yeah, rock's coming out. Yeah. And he's, I mean, we look up and he's hanging over us. They put us through and they said, you want to go again? And we're like, sure. We'll go again. 
So we, <laughs> we go back through, and then it breaks down in the middle of it. So we didn't go again after that because we didn't want to keep waiting to go again. But it was, it was. I've always wanted to be on it when it breaks. It always breaks. So. Yeah, I've got. I've been on it when they put us all the way through with the lights on, and the whole time they're screaming at us, "Don't take pictures! Don't take pictures!" <laughs> I have a, actually a video of me on Haunted Mansion. I put on YouTube. Same thing, and the whole time they're taking us, tell us, don't take pictures, don't take video. So I'd have my camera on here, I'd just record, and just, you know what? Right. What are you talking about? I'm not recording anything. Yeah, it was great. Then over in California Adventure, just a few things there. Uh, Grizzly River Run. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I go back to uh, the the biggest thing in Disneyland that's closed right now is the castle. There's yeah. there's a wall built around the castle, and they have the scrim up. Basically, they um, I read an article. They're doing... About three to four hundred thousand dollars in refurbishments of the Ooh. of the spires on it. They, they got damaged during the 60th anniversary yep. celebration. They haven't had a chance to fix them since. But they want everything perfect before Star Wars. But if you're Wars there, goes. get your picture because that's a Kodak Kodak moment with the wall and the screen. Yeah, it's, it's really great. nice. Yeah. Okay, now over to California Adventure. Grizzly River Run has been down since January 7th. Uh, probably going to open sometime in the spring. Um, and then all the Silly Symphony Swings, the single and the tandems are both shut down, right? Are going to shut down on March 1st, and it's unknown when they're going to be coming back. Have either. you ever done the Silly Symphony Swings? No, I don't like spinning I, around. No, I, I'm I scared. Don't, I don't like spinning around. I don't like want to die. Right. <laughs> I don't want to die. I have a bad enough doing the, Ze- the Ze- Zeppelin blitz. The Zephyr? Thing. The, the Zephyr, the, yeah. The Golden Zephyr. My kids love this thing. They go on and whatever. <clears> yeah, but I wouldn't do it. Then, big, big news um, since. April of last year, World of Color, they uh, they took it down last year just to do some maintenance on it and actually wound up breaking it. Um, they pulled, yeah, I don't know if you guys know how that works, all the fountains are underneath the water and they bring them up out of the water to do all their maintenance stuff on them and uh, from what I've read and heard, something got uh, broke on one of them and they didn't know how to fix it. So they've been trying to fix it for almost a year now and it actually, they're having a soft opening this Friday night is their first... That's amazing. We're good at that. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to reopen on, this says 223, but I've also heard 223 or March 1st for World of Color. Very nice. So that's just kind of get you guys in the mood. What's getting, what's closed right now? What's not there? I've also seen a few walls around um, the Emporium in downtown. So just doing a few things, but they always do that, this stuff, this time of year. So. Yes. It's usually a great time of year to go if you don't mind your favorite being closed. Exactly. Last year, the Matterhorn was closed for like six months here, but now uh, it's, it's back finally. So. Yes. But I would actually like to go to get a picture of myself with the, with the castle. I would do it. The yeah, I think it's, it's amazing. Cool, yeah. Amazing. If you haven't seen the picture, take a look at it. It's pretty. It's it's just a big picture of the castle in front of the castle. Yeah, <laughs> they've done the same thing with um, Small World. Small World, and the same thing also with uh, the, 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 the City Hall. Yeah, in downtown. In our, They're really good about making look, make it look just like. make it look just like. Yeah. yeah. So, guys, that is our segment called, of course, uh, Surviving Disneyland. If you have a tip for Surviving Disneyland, yes, please hit us up on or questions the social media or the questions. Go to the decast.net. That is decast.net. Net. All our socials are there. Click on one you prefer, ask us a question, slide into our DMs. And with that, we're moving on to the segment of the show we like to call The Lesser Known. The Lesser Known. The Lesser Known. Today, The Lesser Known. Uh, what do you have on The Lesser Known, Chris? Today, The Lesser Known, we have a film from 1979 called The North Avenue Irregulars. Uh, it is directed by Bruce Bilson. Bruce Wilson is known for directing TV shows, and his list is ridiculous. Uh, Dallas, Hawaii Five-0, Fall Guy, Six Million Dollar Man, The Odd Couple, Get Smart. Uh, goes on and on and on and on. Uh, it stars Edward Herman, who was the dad on Gilmore Girls, as well as 
one of the dads of the boys on a, a few things. He's always been around. He just he actually died recently. But uh, Barbara Harris, she's in Pe- Peggy Sue Got Married. Mm-hmm. She's also uh, Miss Andrews in Freaky Friday, the original Freaky Friday. Oh, not Lohan? No, nothing to oh. do with Lohan. <laughs> uh, Susan Clark, who was the mom on Webster. Uh, and then Cloris Leachman. And let me tell you, she steals the show of the whole movie. Uh, the plot is pretty simple. A uh, gang of crooks set up shop in this small town. So a minister and a group of church ladies band together to do whatever it takes to get them to leave. Maybe they could land a car and start. Whatever it takes. is next special. Wait, wait, wait. But you didn't say the most important, What's the most important? actor in this film. Who's the most important actor? From my big fat Greek wedding, oh, Michael Constantine. Michael, that's right. Yes, he is also in it. Yes. Yeah, Joey that's Fatone. please the dad. Yeah, the like Joey, Joey Fatone. <laughs> <laughs> a young Joey Fatone. He's one. Yeah, no, Michael Constantine from maybe I love that, you know. Why do you want to leave me? Coincidentally, Joey Fatone and I share the exact same birthday. Happy birthday. You heard it here first. Happy late birthday, Joey. So, (laughs) Joey Fatone and Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys. Apparently, if you're in a boy band, January 28th. And we got Chris Brown. (laughs) (laughs) I wake up in Chris Brown's body every day. So, um, I actually watched this movie. I've seen the other ones, but I watched it this week. And uh, I got to tell you, it's that Apple Dumpling Gang type of 1970s early 1980s Disney slapstick humor. Of course, it has the G rating, so it's a lot of Home Alone stunts without Home Alone violence. Um, nice car uh, car chase happens. Um, it's good. It's funny. It's uh, it's what you would expect from a 1970s. Did, did you mention Alan Hale was in this? Alan Hale's also in it. There was a huge cast. From Gilligan's Island. Yes, a huge cast. I could have spent... Like, I mean, the if skipper? you look at the cast, they're the all skipper. They're all famous. Like, it's just the cast is is enormous. Watch it; it's good. If you can find it somewhere, I think there is a copy of it somewhere on YouTube. Maybe I didn't watch that, one. <laughs> but <laughs> there you go. There so it is. it's it's the, the irregulars. The, the North Avenue irregulars. North Avenue irregulars. Make sure you check that out. Is there like a YouTube version out there? that's bootlegged or something? That's, yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So go check that out on your local. We do not condone. Um, Correct. Uh, stealing of intellectual property, especially as a co- content creators, we think that's silly. Yes. Uh, but next up, Andy's toy chest. Yay! So this part show we kind of go over the. Uh, I, I take out my toy chest. It's little nuggets of Disney news. We're not necessarily a Disney news podcast per se. We talk about Disney news. We're more of a love letter to Disneyland, to Disney, to all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars. So I want to talk a little bit about this first thing here. Pixar is getting some of their developing directors, and they're they're giving them six months to develop an independent film that's kind of maybe not for kids. And they're calling them Pixar Spark Shorts, and these things are freaking amazing. They're great. Have you guys seen? <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm coughing. <laughs> amazing. I'm crying. All the feels about Pixar Spark Shorts. <laughs> Why? Have you seen these people? You need to see. <laughs> it's, it's, it chokes me up just thinking about it. So. Um, we, we, I posted on our Twitter and our Facebook just a kind of a it's a one minute synopsis from Pixar of what this is. Go check that out. But they have three Spark Shorts out right now on YouTube. There's on YouTube. They're anywhere between six and like nine minutes long. Yeah. 
They're amazing. And they're going to start putting these out on the Disney streaming service, Disney Plus, once that comes out this summer, which I am really, really excited about. That's going to be great. Uh, well, the first one uh, was called uh, Smash and Grab, which is kind of a Wally-esque, really good, kind of meta. Honestly, I was only half watching it. I just found out that one even existed. Right. Then there was Pearl. Pearl was great. Pearl I was, watched Pearl a couple of times. Oh, was Pearl so was good. amazing. It talks about um, toxic masculinity and women in the workplace. Like something you don't expect from Pixar. You know, maybe not. Maybe, I don't know if it's something you'd want your little kids to watch, maybe, just because right. of the stuff it brings up. But it's not bad, per se. So, And there's Kit Bull. Was you will cry. Yes. All the feels. It was terrible. So, well, not terrible in a bad way. It was terrible. It was terrible that it made you feel right. all the feels. Pixar, why do you do this to us? I, I'm excited. How do you guys feel about this? I'm, I'm very excited that they're... This is like it's indie filmmaking from Pixar. But what <clears throat> thoughts on these on these shorts, these spark shorts? I haven't seen them yet. I'm watching them tonight. Uh, <laughs> but I'm excited because I, I like that Pixar is kind of going back to its <clears throat> roots. Yes. In terms of you know taking independent ideas and 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 seeing what clicks, I mean that's that's how you find gold. You have to dig, you know, it doesn't just appear. I think it's important too. With obviously John Lasser left in a bad, on not great terms, and Lee Ungrich, who was there for twenty five years, left. A lot of other people have left Pixar. It's getting this new and up and coming talent developing and out there, getting their names out there and getting their feet wet because you know, right. It, it, Pixar's kind of been known, known as uh, Insider's Boys Club right now, so this kind of gets everyone involved. So, what do you think, Sean? I thought they were great. Like I've, just like you said, I started watching the uh, Smash and Grab one, and uh, didn't have a chance to finish it. Uh, Kit Bull watched it today. It was, it was, it was, it was just a, it's a great story. It's just yeah. like you know, cat and a dog, and the cat and the dog become friends, and oh. it's just it's great. Like the Pearl and the Hound. Yeah, it's like that. But Pearl, I thought was great. I thought it was Hilarious. it was so funny. And like you said. I think it'd be something great to play before Captain Marvel. It would fit right in before that, you know. Agreed. Just that, just that idea, like all the guys and the guys and the girls. She does what she has to to fit in, and it's great. That they're both really, really good. That the ones I've seen. All those can be seen on YouTube. Go to uh, our Twitter. I posted links to them. Check them out. Um, and they're going to be doing more on Disney Plus, which is just I, I'm so excited for Disney Plus. Have you heard like a, a date? Disney Plus is supposed to come out this summer. I, I'm not sure officially. Let's find out. Google, tell me when is. I know they were talking Disney. I know I saw that uh, uh, Netflix just canceled. Coming. Netflix just canceled the very last of the all the Marvel all shows. The Marvel shows. And Netflix is cleaning house with anything that's a Disney property right Correct. now. Um, which I get. Um, Netflix begged Disney not to, and Disney's like, no, we should be making our own money. Uh, they're just they're, yeah they're just saying summer 2019 yeah. as of right now nothing official but also you have Disney who has a controlling stake in Hulu once the the Fox merger goes through so that's I'm curious how that's going to balance it out uh, Bob Iger did say a, a big part of buying Fox was getting the controlling um, controlling stock of Hulu to have that infrastructure. Right. For building the Disney Plus service, I'm not sure how that's going to go hand. And they own most of Hulu, right? They, Disney, now, Disney does right now. Yeah, Disney owns 30 percent, and Fox owns 30 percent. So when they bought Fox, now they have a controlling 60, stake, yeah. so they can do whatever whatever they want to do. They so. can move any of the adult kind of themed content over to Hulu. I think that's that. I think that's kind of the plan. You got your, you know, your more 
Well, all, all your ABC stuff will go over there. Your Deadpool's, all that will kind right, of just right. migrate over there. But uh, I'm looking at an article here from the DizInsider.com from Derek Cornell, and there has been there has been just lots of talk about Star Wars going on to Disney Plus. Now we already know that the Mandalorians, which is a a, a series uh, from the Make from the mind the world of Star Wars about you know Boba Fett is who's a Mandalorian as being produced on Disney Plus. They they just wrapped the first season of that. So there's talk about several other Star Wars properties getting a series. Some of these are great. I suppose we saw this today when you sent this. So what, 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 let's name some of them and let's talk about each one. I know that's not Star Wars, but they've talked about a they've Loki talked about a Loki show. one from Marvel. <clears throat> yeah, right? um, there was one uh, with the gosh, his name escapes me. Uh, he's the the Hispanic gentleman from the most recent Star Wars movies about using him. Uh, the pilot um, from Last Jedi and uh, oh, you're t- you're uh, thinking of uh, what's his name? Poe. Yes. Oh, yeah, Poe Dameron. Yeah, 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 yeah. Poe Dameron series. Yeah, I've heard that they've got him <laughs> to agree. To, to possibly do something as yeah. well. Um, also, there's been reported what they're talking about. This is just reported. Um, the DizInsider.com has a great article about it. Young Princess Leia would yes. be great. That'd be great. Captain Phasma. I, I, I don't think Captain Phasma's dead, um, but get a little more background on her. The Knights of Ren, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Rose Tico, of course, Rose from the last film um, would be amazing. A Darth Bane series. It's more comic book novel lore. Um. Yeah, I, I, I mm, I'm a little worried. I, I, I'm not sure. This would be a great place for these the Star Wars to live on TV. I'm already kind of a little worried about the Mandalorians because Star Wars has always been like, honestly, um, movies. No, it's not Star Trek. Star Trek was. TV and then moved to film. I'm not sure how I feel about it going back to that. I trust Disney. I trust Lucasfilm. I trust Star Wars. But what are you guys' thoughts on all these Star Wars properties going to the Disney streaming service? Yes, please. Yes. More <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. You can't have there's, enough. I mean, there's always a risk of oversaturation, but the, the fan base <clears throat> is there. And... The amount that they can put in is, is limitless. Yeah. And there's also reports of Cassian Andor from Rogue One. Cassian from Rogue One. Um, th- that is in development, apparently. So uh, there's the oversaturation. But the strategy of doing these spinoff films for cinema, for film, hasn't worked out. Rogue One was okay. Not necessary, though. It could have been a great little miniseries. Han, you know, the Han Solo movie, Solo, I thought was a great film. Flopped. It, because of the reshoots having to bring in Ron Howard, it lost Disney money overall. Is the streaming service a better place for these side stories to live and then just every few years give us really epic trilogies? I agree. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. What do you guys think? Let us know. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to The Mandalorian. I think... The Mandal- Mandalorian is such a great culture and just mythos within the Star Wars universe. Um, I can't remember who's who's directing that. Um, Lucky from Iron Man. Um, 
Favreau? John Favreau yeah. directed the whole series. So I'm very, why do I blank on his name? John Favreau is amazing. Um, he's directing that series. So what do you guys think? Let us know. Also, Marvel might get a lot more on there. We got Loki one. I think there's also talk about not only Loki, but we just talked about it earlier. Why am I blanking on her name again? Valkyrie again? Valkyrie. Yeah, there's also Valkyrie. Why do I keep forgetting that? So, but here's one, a movie that we know is going to go straight to Disney streaming once it leaves theaters. It's Captain Marvel. And there's been some controversy about some things Brie Larson said. We're going to talk about this a little bit. So, Brie Larson is doing a lot of press junkets right now. And she ruffled some feathers. And there's a lot of trolls out there uh, essentially saying that she wishes that when she went into a press junket, um, that there were more people of color and women and minorities represented amongst the reporters. This has unleashed the trolls saying, oh, white men are so oppressed. Oh, well, live, live video ended. Why did the live video end? Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm going to keep going. We're, we're going to get back here on live. Okay, we're going live again. You know, white, white men are oppressed, and why are they going to keep us down? Like, okay, really? 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 But... Um, we're seeing a lot of trolls coming out, and a lot of these trolls also had a lot of criticism for Black Panther. Now, what do you guys think about this controversy with Brie Larson? Oh, no. Diversity. Right. That was sarcasm for those right. of you who can't tell. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with what she asked for. I yeah. absolutely agree. There's. Yeah. She said, okay. you know, <laughs> you know if, if I'm filming, if I'm doing a press junket in Japan, and I walk out... A room of reporters, why are not more of the reporters Japanese mm-hmm. and of Oriental descent? Right, I absolutely and agree. I don't have any problem with her saying that because why aren't there more re- representations? Yeah, that's a huge problem within the film punditry industry right now. Is it's mostly, and I realize we're three white, straight white dudes saying this, but we recognize there's there's not a whole lot of diversity, and that's the entertainment industry right now as a whole because the entertainment industry, whether it's film punditry or filmmaking. It's um, what ends up happening is either you're it's kind of an apprentice system where, you know, someone's a cinematographer. They see someone who's coming out through film school and they remind them of themselves and they generally look like them and act like them. Or it's your old film. Talk to a lot of guys. It's your old film school buddies. And so you got a break from somebody. So you hire all your own film school buddies who tend to look like you. So that's the film industry. We need more diversity within the film industry. I've said this before. I've said it again. White dudes in the film industry. We're going to be fine. I have not had trouble finding work, and neither will you. And it's important if you're in the film industry, whether you're in film punditry, reviewing, reporting, making, that you, you know, you are you are inclusive with everybody, and you're making sure there's representation because representation matters. So, but with that said, people are saying, "Oh, the movie's gonna stink. It's gonna be horrible." But the reviews are amazing. This this movie's tracking about 120 million for opening weekend. We have our tickets already, Um, so. What do you guys think about the reviews, early reviews coming in? I was reading the review. I'm actually looking at that right now as we sit here and talk. And one sticks out to me. And it was what the article was actually said. And so Captain Marvel says, well, Thanos is effed. <laughs> so, um, Thanos is funny. <laughs> Sorry to use such harsh letters. <laughs> so, yeah, but um, yeah, I guess she's just amazing in this. And it's every, every one of the, uh, they're all great. They're just, they said the cat in it. Steals the show. Goose. I don't know if you saw today. They did a little press thing. They had a press thing with Brie Larson and uh, Samuel L. Jackson. They're talking back and forth. Uh-huh. He's talking He's talking her up, and she's talking up something. And then he, he gets excited. She goes, well, I meant the cat. And 
Anything <laughs> I say that the cat steals the show from what I've heard. And I'm excited. We're going to yes. be there. We're going to be there. That's right. It's, what, when does it come out again? Let me look at my ticket. March 8th. We're going to be on March 7th. We're seeing it March 7th. March 7th. March 7th. Yeah. March 7th. Yeah. Got my ticket. Don't steal it. Boom. I have an extra ticket. I don't know. Stay there. Don't move. So, uh, yeah. What do you think, Chris? I can't wait. Yeah. I'm super excited. I I, I mean, regardless of what the, the experts said, critics said, I'm, I'm going to see it. Uh, but I have high hopes for it. I actually really adore her as an actress. She is my um, favorite actress right now, working. She's amazing. Yeah. Uh, all her past work. Uh, I mean, she has a really nice catalog of movies where she is really good in. Uh, not just 21 Jump Street. Yeah, she's signed. 21 Jump yeah. Oh, man. I didn't even realize we were talking when when I first started, we were talking about doing this, that Brie Larson and then my son said, yeah, she's... She's the girl from 21 Jump Street. I said, what? And I said, what, which one is it? And then I'm like, there's no way. And then watching it back, I'm like, it's crazy. And then she won an Academy Award a few years yep, ago. For the room. She just yep. signed a, what, a seven, seven, seven movie contract deal, yeah. with Marvel. For, so we'll be seeing a lot of Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. She's going to be around for a while. Phase four is going to be amazing. And I feel bad for, feel bad for uh, um, Thanos, I guess. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Josh Brolin. You're going to die. You're gonna die. I, I'm. I think they're gonna throw us into love. Like they're gonna. There's gonna be a lot of misdirection for what's gonna happen in game in this series. So we're gonna go in game just like thinking one thing's gonna happen, another thing's gonna happen, and I, I don't know. I'm just. I'm stoked. I super excited. Yes. And then what's gonna what's gonna happen? After, this is like it. We know. Yeah. We're not gonna get much of Tony Stark anymore. We know Captain America's probably gone. One of the Paltrow's. Not one of the confirmed. She's not coming back. But she's in Spider Man. Yeah. The, the, so, yeah. <laughs> did you see that? Someone I saw was reading something. They said, "Well, she, she not, signs the check." Yeah, but isn't she in it? I don't know. I don't I think she was in the preview. Uh, no, she was not in the preview. Oh, it was the Aunt May. It was Aunt May. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. She signed the check. Melissa Tomei is in that. So, Aunt Tomei. Anywho, guys, let us know what you think about uh, Captain Marvel coming up here. All the controversy. That's not really controversy. It's just the trolls, the same trolls that said things about Black Panther. And they'll probably listen to this and be like, oh, my gosh. And they're going to say bad things, mean things. And I really don't care. Chris, where can people reach you on the Internet? Oh, oh, I wrote it down this time. People can reach me on Instagram. It's uh, Chris Brown, all lowercase, uh, 5172. And on Twitter, it's Chris BR. Three five two four seven four eight six. I will fix this, wow. <laughs> but that's what it is as of right now. Or you can just reach me at Chris, at Chris Brown's not available. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where can reach you? Before I say that, remember, guys, go on to the Decast Instagram and Facebook, like the page, follow the page, tag three friends, tell us why. You want us to pick you, or you like Disney or Marvel or whatever to win the Endgame tickets? You can find me at it's Sean Disney fifty five on Instagram and Twitter. It's S H A W N Disney fifty five, and that's me. Where can they find you, Andy? They can find me on all the various social media networks at Andy Herndon, and also go to thedcast.net to find all of our social media for the Decast. With that, guys, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Decast. Decast.